Generation of Kings. Ask questions. It's a sign that you're actually engaging your mind and you are allowing the, the structures of your mind to be re-engineered to be able to process what you're learning. And we need to learn this, you know. And I've said it before, the word says the gospel of the kingdom must be preached again as what? As a witness, right? Now that witness is not, you know, a lot of people have it from the premise of God is like, hey, I told you, I told you, I gave you witness, you did not agree. You were born in hell, foolish beings. That's not the primary reason of that witness, right? What's the primary reason of a witness in court? What's the primary witness of a, a purpose? To prove the authenticity, veracity of a particular truth. It is not to poke or agitate the other party, right? So you, you state your case. You don't carry the exhibit and be poking the... <laughs> You see, they accept Jesus, you were born, you were born. <laughs> let, me, let, me, let me just tell you part of how we need to know whether something is effective or not. If you've used threat as a tool for 2,000 years, and people are still doing that thing you're threatening them to stop doing, does it not tell you that threats don't work? No, shout at me. If you fornicate, you go to hell. What, what do you mean? If water is wet, a fornicator fornicates. A sinner sins. He can't help himself. He might pretend a little while. Are you following me? He might pretend a little while, but that's why he gives us a new nature. Are we seeing that now? Why are you guys looking so dull? Because oh, we didn't do worship to... to uh, <laughs> So why are you looking? Are you a plant? <laughs> Say a process. <laughs> right. Are we getting this? So I know it can be paradigm altering, paradigm shifting, but growth doesn't happen without a measure of denial of what you've known or growth into what you're seeing. Um, which means there's discomfort. There has to be discomfort for there to be growth. You know that from your tooth growing back. From your leg going back, uh, sorry. From your muscles, whatever. By the way, some of you, by the miraculous, you will see legs grow out. You will see it. And let me tell you something. This message of the kingdom that we're preaching, it stops you from trying to prove a point. Do you understand? God, if I lay hands on the sick and they don't recover, you now know that thy will be done. And while she gives somebody aspirin right now, God might be saying, this person does not need aspirin, this person needs surgery. In other words, you're not the one who regulates the times and the sins of kingdom protocols or kingdom activities. It is actually a little ridiculous, if not very ridiculous, to give God a deadline or a timeline. Were you there when it was creating the concept of time? 
What he wants is alignment with his eternal counsel. Are you seeing this? See, eh? it does not matter how many prophets Elizabeth went to go and meet that I need fruit of the womb. Elizabeth and Zechariah. Go and meet prophets, this angel, Malaika. Meet everybody. John the Baptist ain't coming before his time. Because John the Baptist's life is connected to Jesus' arrival. So it's tied to something you can't control. <laughs> Are you guys ready for the word today? I, I need better response. <laughs> and trust is not seen in the timelines I give. Trust is seen in the patience I exercise while waiting on him. And now waiting on him is not irresponsibility or passivity or inactivity. Waiting on him is taking instructions from him, executing the demands of that instruction like a waiter in a restaurant. That's waiting on. And what he said we should do is what? Shout aloud. Shout aloud. Please help me go out of your seat and go to some of the two people. Divided by six. Uh, Divided by four. Help me go to three people real quick. Preferably across the aisle, another segment of the hall, and tell them, occupy. Shari, occupy with your white sneakers. Cougar, occupy with your waistcoat. Ransom, occupy with your nice blazer and your bling. Occupy. Take up space. Fill up territory. Manifest the kingdom. Demonstrate the kingdom. This is the reason. Now, <laughs> see, eh? I don't want to push you too deep, right? But let me just give you a, a bit. The Bible says in the book of Acts, it says, and, <laughs> and as many as were to be saved, were saved. In other words, for this age, there is a number that needs to be taken out as the first fruit of the church. Are you following what I'm saying? Let me ask you a question. The senatorial city in Nigeria, does he have a specific number? Does he have a specific number? The number of Nigerians, do they have a specific number? Is that number accurate by census? If somebody who does not, who was not counted in the census, comes as a Nigerian citizen, Will he have some citizen rights? Stop worrying yourself about 144,000 people. Say, maybe I'm not inside the number. This New Jerusalem, the measurements, huh, it shows Wikbe is too small. <laughs> G 
Jesus intentionally told parables to stop some people from knowing what he was saying. Because some people were not supposed to know in that dispensation. So y'all didn't get that. That's why he said, blessed are you. Because seeing your eyes see, hearing your ear hears, your heart understands. It's unto you it has been given to know the mysteries of the kingdom of God, the mysterion, the hidden secrets. Now, there's a collection of people in the Senate house. Uh, how many says do we have? Remind me. 108 and then, is it 77 or something? 108. Three something something. All right. Now, those people, are they the smartest people in Nigeria? <laughs> are they the smartest people in Nigeria? Uh, this is a lawyer. You, you frame it. You contextualize. So by projection and behavior, absolutely not. Sinu said maybe they are from the back. Now, I'm trying to lay foundation, even though I'm not a makeup artist. <laughs> I need to really, I, I want us to, I think a lot of believers are walking with God agitated. And I don't think it's just a function of not understanding the finished work. I think it's also not understanding the kingdom. So let me show you from this analogy I just shared with you now. Let's quickly go to, Lord help me now. Uh, should we go to, this is not my text, as my primary text, I was going to refer to it. But let's go to 1 Corinthians chapter 1. Let me show you something there. 1 Corinthians chapter 1. So many believers are so worried. Worried. Jesus is coming. Now, let me, let me just even explain something. Whenever you think about the second coming, just be honest, before this morning, before this morning, whenever you thought about the second coming of Jesus, be sincere to yourself. Before this first service message for those who were here, you thought about the second coming of Jesus, what came to your mind was a sense of fear. It's on the spectrum of fear. Fear. Just be honest. Just raise your, raise your hand. Don't say yes. Raise your hand. You know, liars. The Bible says liars will be thrown into the lake. There's a real lake of fire, by the way. But hell is not what most people think it is, but there's a real lake of fire. So some people will be thrown there. Whether it's element or compound, there's an element of fear. It's element called atom. <laughs> I, I, there's a reason I'm saying it. Let's be honest. I've been saved since 1992. I was a little boy. And I got saved because I didn't want to go to hell. Somebody came to minister in our church. Evangelist. I don't want to call his name. Evangelist. And told us that I was second in command of the devil. And he had seen all the deep things in the underworld and all of those things. And ah, he explained that the devil is very wicked though. If you go to hell, he will punish you. How will somebody who is burning be punished? 
You don't know the devil is the one that is chopping. People think that hell is the devil's domain. Come here. Ha, ha, ha. I will finish you. You, you, you. You are drinking stout, 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 stout. Vodka, 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 vodka. I will finish you now. He's going to be consumed in the lake. <laughs> I have to teach you a lot more. So, I didn't lose my fear of hell to maybe like seven years ago. Can you imagine? After I've been a pastor for a long time. When I say fear of hell, not fear of going to hell. But this feeling of Jesus is coming. <sighs> no, let's do it again. Raise your hand. An iota element compound electron. So let's paint this way. I leave the service like I did some weeks ago. and I might do in a month or so. Or sometime this month. I leave the service. I go to minister in a place. And you guys hear P. Dams is coming back. Are you afraid? Is P. Dams better than Jesus? So why is the return of Jesus inspiring fear. But the return of your pastor not inspiring fear? That means your perception of that return is faulty. a lot to preach but you know I've said it I need to know people are getting it there was a day I was looking through the Bible just said fear not fear not fear not fear not fear not I'm like God do you know how many things they have to be afraid in this world do you know how many things now if Jesus who has seen the end of the story says fear not what it means is the fear is a waste of your heart in other words I don't need to understand why I should not fear but because I trust the one that said I should not, I will not. And a lot of the fear is from wrong perception, wrong teaching, wrong indoctrination. And so if my fear of, if my disposition to his return is fear, my activity before he returns is being Over time in life, you just discover that some things are better left untouched, unsaid, undone. If we need to shut down, let me know so that you know we'll have town hall. Do we need to shut down for a few minutes? We need to. Yeah, so let's do it. together with what we talked about the last week who's the king of 
the world. Death. The devil is not the king, is the prince. Prince of this world cometh. He has nothing in me. Why? Because the prince of this world will always serve or deploy his abilities in the domain of the king of this world. So where there is the fear of death, there's the power of the devil. Why would Jesus spend 40 days explaining things about the kingdom of God if they were not so deep that people will either not understand misunderstand or gloss over somebody shout occupy so don't forget the goal is to be with Jesus the goal is not heaven the goal is Jesus I want to be where Jesus is. And when I'm where Jesus is, his presence purifies me. Are you aware of that? The fear of hell can create a hypocrite out of me. The fear of hell can make an actor out of me. The fear of hell, so anything, anything that is fear-driven, eh, a pretender is going to come out of it. Maybe not entirely, but at some point. Are we seeing that? Now, is there a real judgment? Yes. Is there a real condemnation? People that don't believe are already condemned. Jesus said that. John chapter 5 verse 24. Do you know that also in John chapter 3, after that lovey-dovey, you know, for God to love the world in verse 16, then it begins to talk about this is the condemnation. The men love darkness more than light. So 17, 18, and then it gets to as Moses lifted up the serpents in the wilderness, so shall the Son of Man be lifted up. So there's a real condemnation. There is a real sin. There's, but it says there is therefore now no condemnation to who? Them who are in Christ Jesus. So the believer who's saved, you have no business being regulated by fear. What should regulate the, the believer is the fear of God. Not the fear of failing, not the fear of sin, not the fear of their own uh, issues or challenges or the fear of the past or the fear of what may happen or might not happen. Are we seeing this? By the way, religion and politics, they use fear because they know that there are two big drivers in all the earth. Fear and what? Fear and what? How can you be in this house for this long? I don't know. Fear and what? The two biggest drivers in this world. One is good, one is bad. Which kind of faith? Have I not taught you anything? Hey, Lord. Fear and what? Love. How many times have we taught perfect love? Cast out all fear. The when the epistles write about fear, you're gonna see, but the love of God is shed abroad in a heart. The faith works for love. Faith works by love. So when you are in love, fear is dispelled. When you are in fear, love is diminished. Are you getting it? For God so feared the world. 
For God was so afraid that the world would perish. Jesus' death was not a Pajawiri ministry. No Pajawiri. They're about to burn in hell. Let's come and. No. I love you. I got you. I will burn for you if I have to. But I can't burn because I got no sin. So Jesus, he went into the grave. He did not go into Gehenna. He didn't go into lake. He didn't go into lake of fire. Folks said that Jesus went to hell. You know, people just call all these things. And it was fighting demons. Tung, tung, kantunga. I have come. He didn't go into the lake. Anybody that goes into the lake ain't coming back. Even if your name is Blake. It's an incinerator. It's Gehenna. It's a dumping ground for the filth of the earth. Is he quite heavy? Is he helpful? Anywhere that enters lake of fire. Because you know that even hell and death will be thrown into the lake. So anything that is dumped in the lake, he ain't coming back. It's not, uh, what's that, Ladder Nights Now? What's that movie? All those fire brigade, fire things. Just see a person carrying somebody out of the fire. <laughs> somebody shout occupy. Is somebody getting help? Jesus left us a commission. Occupy till I come. Let's attempt to teach. What have we been doing since? Luke 19. Luke 19, the encounter with Zacchaeus. I'm not going to read the whole thing. But verse 11 says, Now as they heard those things, after the encounter with Zacchaeus, he spoke another parable because he was near Jerusalem and because they thought the kingdom of God would appear immediately. So he explained to them that this kingdom you're thinking will materialize now. It ain't going to happen now. So let me give you a parable, a parable or throwing beside. Let me shed light by using elements that you can understand. Let me throw light on it so that you can actually get what is going on. So he tells a story. I'm the noble man. I gave you treasure. You can use money. I use money often when I'm teaching because money is measurable. And the reason we have to use that is that in God's world, everything he gives you is measurable. Your gifts are measurable. Your time is measurable. Your passion. God measures your passion. So you showed up early, but were you fully present? He measures it. So God measures, he says he weighs the thoughts. So God uses money a lot. Jesus uses money a lot, not because he loves money. Of course, he did not love money. In fact, some historians will tell you that Jesus did not even handle fiscal money. He had an accountant who did it, right? Now, you know, that's a totally different discussion. You know, he wasn't saying that money is bad. So if he said money was bad, why did he give somebody to hold it? Did you want to cobar the person or something? But anyway, the point is, for those who say, Jesus must have loved money because he used money a lot. No, that's not the point. He used money a lot because everybody, generally, every adult, can attribute some value to money. And money is measurable. When money is missing in your life, don't you get frantic sometimes? Shout aloud. When you find money in your pockets, that you've not been looking, I still found last night, that you've not been looking for, even if it's 2K, is it not delightful? So God uses money because there is something about the human mind 
that immediately can appreciate the value in money. So whenever Jesus is using money, he's not trying to make you materialistic or make you a worshiper of mammon. He's trying to get your attention to say, the way you value money, the way humans transact with money, in my kingdom, the transactions are done based on valuable deposits, whether they are mysteries, truths, concepts, insights, gifts, spiritual abilities, your heart, your emotions, your love, your generosity, and all of that. Somebody say, I hear you right now. So he's the noble man, he goes to a far country, he gives us minas, and then we are the servants. We are to do business with the citizens of the people of the earth. Now don't forget, now the people were to do business with verse 14, but his citizens hated him and sent a delegation after him saying, we will not have this man to reign over us. This was after he had gone. This is the reason the citizens of this world, they still hate the servants of Jesus, true or true? It's in the parable. You will never watch this. You're singing gospel music. You're singing the cross. You're singing contemporary music. It will never be loved like Jay-Z or Beyonce or Rihanna. It's there. The citizens hated him. They will always hate the church. It's in the parable. He painted the picture. They will always hate pastors. It might just get more pronounced in an age that has Twitter. Sorry, you used to have Twitter. More of it is just being expressed. It's going to come back. You know, Twitter is a tool. We, we need it. Right? It's going to come back. Don't get your choice. Is it a prayer point? <laughs> Are you seeing? So the center delegation, the moment the believer starts to do something, they send a delegation. Haven't you noticed? You post something online, they share it, they skew it, they cut out, chop out 30 seconds out of it to fit into their narrative. He said it's going to happen. So he's told them, why? We will not have this man to reign over us. And they knew that the service of his servants was a reminder of his reign. It's a reminder of his reign. The believer who's trading in the systems of men, engaging kingdom values, he irritates the devil, irritates the children of this world, the citizens of this world. But nonetheless, he returns and then he takes account. So we are called to occupy hostile environments. Hostility is not an excuse for passivity. Somebody say that with me. Hostility is not an excuse for, say it again. It's not an excuse for, for passivity, passivity. Oh, they hate me, they don't like me. I don't fit in. You were never supposed to fit in, you were supposed to occupy. They're two different things. You fit in so you can be accepted. You occupy so you can proliferate. You can manifest the kingdom of God. He explains that the kingdom of God is like yeast. Do you remember? He said you put the yeast in dough and what will happen? Why would Jesus use so many parables to try to describe the kingdom? Because this kingdom matter requires repetition. It requires exposition. It requires many things for you to be able to see it fully and embrace it. He said that this yeast, when you put it inside the dough, it looks minute. It looks small. It looks like it's tiny. But guess what's going to happen? When it operates in the dough, it will change the configuration of the whole system. 
against them. Every time God is using something, the enemy will try to use his own. That's why Jesus said, beware of the yeast of the Pharisees. Why? The yeast of the Pharisees is religion. Religion always works in tandem with politics till today. What's the yeast of the Pharisee? They think everything is about them and they inflate everything to the size of their ego. The kingdom has its own yeast. It's about Christ and Christ in you, the hope of glory. So fill up every space. Are we seeing this now? Do you tell you get it? So it's going to rain. What are we to do? Occupy. Engage the sons of the earth. Not only to understand the business of the kingdom, which we must, but also to raise kingdom businesses. Write that down. I'm not only to be sold out. I'm not only to be sold out to the business of the kingdom. I'm also to be engaged in building kingdom businesses. I'll explain what that is shortly. Shortly. What is the business of the kingdom? The business of the kingdom is what Jesus called my father's business. Somebody say my father's business. And we find this in Luke chapter, Luke chapter 2 from around verse 41. It's a long one, but I, I don't think I'm going to read all of it. Luke 2 verse 39. So when they had performed all things according to the law of the Lord, they returned to Galilee to their own city Nazareth and the child grew and became strong in spirit, filled with wisdom and the grace of God was upon him. Verse 41. His parents went to Jerusalem every year at the feast of the Passover and when he was 12 years old they went up to Jerusalem according to the custom of the feast. You see Jerusalem over and over and over. That's the capital. When they had finished the days as they returned, the boy Jesus what did he do? He lingered, he waited behind in Jerusalem. And Joseph and his mother did not know it. Talk about great parenting. Any parent ever lost a child for two seconds, your heart would be inside your mouth. You're like, what happened just right now? now? Now watch this. Let me explain this for context. Because you might be like, what kind of parents are those? For two days, you wouldn't know your child was missing. They used to travel in bands. They used to travel in bands, in groups, in clusters, and it was a long journey. And so it was commercially wise and security uh, safe. It's like this, this people travel and they go in you know, groups. You know, before me, you just drive from here to Abakaliki by yourself. You go to Kotangra by yourself, but now you go with Mopol or two people or escorts and all of those kind of things. So there was a fair chance that they just assumed that it was with Uncle This or Uncle That or whatever. Anyway, Look at what the word says in verse uh, verse 44. Verse explains that when the day's journey and Sodom among their relatives and acquaintances, that explains it. When they returned to Jerusalem seeking him, verse 46, now it was so after three days, they found him in, in, the, in the temple, sitting in the midst of the teachers, both listening to them and asking them questions and all who heard him were astonished at his understanding and answers so when they saw him check that out they were amazed and his mother said to him uh -uh, j boy what was the question why have you done this to us this is a personal attack you are busy chilling here talking to this man 
and we are, you know, about losing our minds or something. Well, that's not in the Bible, but parenting. Look, your father and I have sought you anxiously. And he said to them, what did he say? Why did you seek me? Follow this now. Did you not know that I must be what? I must be about who? My father's business. Verse 50. But they did not understand. Can I announce to you, people? Do you know that this picture of Mary and Joseph and Jesus is still the picture of the interaction of many churches with Jesus? They take Jesus to Jerusalem for religion. They take Jesus on a ride. In fact, they actually believe they are the ones taking care of Jesus. So they fight for him when they think another preacher is wrong. Not knowing that it's actually Jesus who's taking care. Come and help me somebody now. Come on, talk to me, somebody. So they keep looking for Jesus everywhere. Looking for Jesus amongst the relatives. Looking for Jesus. And Jesus said, why do you seek me? If every believer can ask this question once a week, the earth will look different. The question is not, are you seeking Jesus? The question is, Shout louder, folks. Somebody shout louder now. Please, if I come to your table, raise your hand. Once I come to you, just raise your hands. All of us can be inside this park boy stick table shaking. You want Sir Jesus to pass your exams? You want Sir Jesus because you need a husband? I will drop in. If just once you raise your hand, once raised, forever raised. Once you raise, once you raise your hand, keep it up. Raise the hand. If I say another thing, raise both hands. If I say three, raise leg. You once sought Jesus to be healed. You once sought Jesus. You answer Jesus so you can get big money. All these testimonies people are sharing up and down. I wish the, the photographer, you need to come to this side to capture like a, a good angle, man. Like you answer Jesus. You answer Jesus so you can walk in the gifts of the Spirit. <laughs> you answer Jesus so that you can blow. You want serve Jesus so that you can put your enemies to shame. You serve Jesus so that your parents will finally agree that you have not lost your mind. All wrong reasons. Why did you look for me? Did you not see? And know 
that it is necessary as a duty for me to be two dimensions of spiritual walk. Number one, I've got to be in my father's house. Number two, I must be occupied with my father's business. I didn't ask you to clap. I know the claps are trickling because understanding has to catch up. But if you're clap, can you do it like you're occupied for the father? So many are in the father's house, but they are busybodies because they don't know the father's business. I must work the works of him that sent me while it is day, for night comes when no man will be able to work. Anointed can work, articulate can walk. It's a window. 90 years is a window. 80 years, window. My dad was 74 a week before his 75th birthday. Window. Window. Oh, I'm 23, I'm 25. Window. Because you can ask those amongst us who are in their 40s and 50s and they will tell you it was just like yesterday that I was 16 and 21. Engineer, do you am I right? And to be am I right? Mr. Ekunay, am I right? No, Shaya and I, we still have a few years to 40. Few years. Don't rush us. Window. It goes by so fast. What is the father's business? As it is in heaven, let it be on earth. That's the preoccupation of the father. That's the reason to send the son. That's the reason to send the spirit. But there is a system. He has to colonize the men that will colonize the earth. So the father's business is in stages. It's like they say, you want to start a business, what is your seed capital? So you do a business plan and you're putting two billion on top of it. You don't understand what you're saying. You want to start a shoe business. Someone says, send me a proposal. You send proposal, two billion. What's inside? You need 100,000 cows to skin their hide for the shoe. <laughs> I was going to say something, but... What do you want to use heaven to do? He that has not been faithful with the earth and is craving spiritual experiences. The value of which he does not understand. Are you getting what I'm saying? Are you seeing what I'm saying? Why would God call every major person he called? He called whilst they were naturally engaged in earthly business. Moses looking after sheep. Elijah had his oxen. Are you getting what I'm saying? Noah was walking the earth. Paul was fighting a cause. Because I can't trust anybody with spiritual virtue if I don't see how they're managing natural things. I can't trust you with great anointing if I don't see how you're dealing with material things. Because if you can't handle material things that are visible and measurable, how will you know when you have lost spiritual virtue that most people are not trained to be able to assess and analyze? Somebody shout occupy. So there's the father's business, but then the father wants you to have kingdom businesses. Now, I'm going to read something real quick, and I'll just read a couple of things and we'll race a little bit. What's a kingdom business? What's a kingdom business? 
You can define a kingdom business as an enterprise, an enterprise and entity. So person, entity, organization, an enterprise and entity that is subject to, media you have this from the note, that is subject to and operates under the governance. <laughs> That's not the note. Operates under the governance, ordinance, and principles of God. It is a business in which God's nature and characteristics are intentionally infused into the structure of the venture. Why? Why is that important? Because you're going to spend about eight hours every day in business, true or true. Running a business, serving a business, working a business, promoting a business. About eight hours. Now, eight hours is 30% of your waking moment, of your, not waking moment, is 30% of your entire day, 33.3%. Are you following that now? Which means that if you leave up to seven to five years, you spend 25 years at least at work. As a matter of fact, if you're Nigerian, you spend, uh, uh, yeah, you might spend 25 years at work, but you might also spend 25 years looking for it. Looking for it, studying for it, growing. <laughs> you see that? So if you're going to spend that bulk of your life in any kind of business, does it not make sense for it to be a kingdom business? Oh, shout at me right now. There are three markers of a kingdom business. Number one, that business needs to have financial profits, not greed. Because I mentioned the first service that God is profit-oriented. So anytime there's a loss, he's looking for it. In our, in our text, Luke chapter 19, it said the Son of Man came to seek and save the lost. If you had 10 customers in January and you have no customer now, you need to seek. A lot of people want to save what they've not sought. Seeking is searching, research. Why are they not buying? Why are they not here? Why am I making losses? Why did I sell more when I sold the dress for 50000 I sold fewer when I sold for 5000 How many of you have expressed that in your business? You raise your prices, you sold more. You lowered your prices, people were saying, hey, isn't that just this thing? Nah, 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 nah. Search, seek. You can save God's way until you seek God's way. Are, are you following this now? Number two, it has to be, it has to bear faith-filled or faith-fueled fruits. And this fruits are in two dimensions. Number one, what else gets better because of that business? Number two, who is getting saved or discipled as a result of that business? Who's getting saved? What's getting better? You start a business, is it altering or shifting the industrial landscape? Is it moving the needle? Is it changing things? Right. So I don't have enough time to go today. Maybe we'll look at it. But the Bible talks about Lydia who was a seller of purple. And she was rich. And guess what she did? She created real estate or an environment, accommodation for the believers, for the saints. Are you following? So you can create a business. You can start a business and say all the process from this third business I'm starting, this is what's funding the orphanages. This was funding the missionaries. Is somebody hearing me? Uh, let me see if I can get you some information. 
What's the fruit? What's the fruit? I stumbled on a piece of information. I think I'll, I'll get the exact thing later. Someone help me. You can Google it. I, I'm told that the person, uh, Henry Heinz is his name. You know the Heinz brand? That he intentionally wrote in the constitution of his business that every year, I believe it was $20 million, must be distributed to missionaries. Now, dude, done gone decades ago, years ago. But he built, do you have, have you ever eaten Heinz beans, ketchup, custard cream, mayonnaise? Every drop inside that thing, a missionary is being funded. Now, he does not need to wear a white collar. Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Reverend Dr. Hines, and I have come to preach the word of God to you. As you can see, you all are human beings. I hope you catch up. Now, let me just say something. Anybody that is still in the hustle mood to be able to buy bread and sardine to eat, that's why they stay in business. You know that they can't really embrace what I'm saying now. It has to be a total shift in your mind. The Pharisees, Sadducees, and scribes that Jesus was dealing with, they didn't give him no tithes and offering. So how was Jesus funded? Because I mentioned last week that Jesus ran a profitable movement. I'm going to show you from the Bible. <laughs> Again, I taught you in first service, when you think about profit, then just think about money. You feel this? Just think about money. But Jesus had money. Somebody said Jesus had money. Folks don't understand. How many of you have started a business? Raise your hand, start a business? Any kind. Sustain that hand. How many of you have a full time accountant for that business drop it all right jesus had an accountant it mean money was coming in talk to me guys it's a different system the system you're in is that god can call you to do a thankless job but your income is coming from another source because you are not working for the people you are sent to. The fact that I'm sent to you does not mean I'm working for you. Come on, y'all. This is the reason the believer is not a fleshly person. Not every transaction must drop money. I'm not getting this. The hustle and the hustle you've been pushing and pushing, pushing for years. How far now? He said, it's my duty. John 2, he said, the zeal of the Lord's house has consumed me or occupied me, preoccupied me. My occupation is the Father's business. Somebody say kingdom business. Christ is my capital. Say it again, kingdom business. I can already say I'm not going to finish this today. So first service next week will be Christ is my capital. 
Second service will be fully funded, sponsored by grace. <laughs> Number three, if it's a kingdom business, not only is it financially profitable, because again, don't say I'm in business, and, but I'm running at a loss because uh, you know I'm very kind. If you want to do charity, register a charity. Register it. Do a charity. Don't dip your hand into your, your business and fund other people and at the end of the month you are explaining to your staff that there's no money. Hey folks. It don't matter where I preach in the course of the week, who I train, what I speak to. I have a train tomorrow and, and Tuesday all day. It doesn't matter. You must be fed. Are you fed every Sunday or not? Oh, planning is planning them, having hours and hours, planning my dad's burial and all. You don't, you don't care about that, do you care? <laughs> okay, you, you care. <laughs> what I mean is that <laughs> you all didn't come this morning thinking, hey, Peter, you know, you know, you care. I hope. <laughs> I'm really taking my time because I don't want to rush it. Is it, is it fine? Is this pace good? Number three is that it must fulfill the agenda of God on earth, which means that it must have a kingdom mindset, a bigger than me mindset, which means that it must either speak to nations, generations, or systems, because God is concerned about nations, generations, and systems. So it must have fulfilled the kingdom expansion agenda of God. That is a kingdom business. What are the tools of the trade, tools of occupation. Number one, your time. Number two, your talents. On the talents, spiritual gifts and natural gifts. Number three, your treasures. On the treasures, there are three or four things. Number one, ministry is a treasure. You must guard it. Assignment. With ministry comes musterion, mystery. So you are given specific insights in the area of ministry. So when you see me talking so much about the kingdom and all of this and top level intelligence and connecting the cross and what it means and all of that, my major ministerial assignment is to raise kings. So I need to have a, a comprehensive understanding of God's mind on kingship and dominion and royalty. And so when I'm doing series that have to do with that, there's a lot more depth and a lot more structure, a lot more breadth and a lot more color because that's a, an area of mosterion that has been committed unto me for my generation. Are you hearing what I'm saying? It does not mean I can't teach on finances. You know I can do that. It does not mean I can't teach on family. I'm well-rounded and well-grounded. But ministry, the Lord will entrust certain things to you. Right? Other people will know it, but they just might not either know it or be able to teach it or be able to embody the way you do. Are you seeing that now? It's mosterian, so it's part of treasures. Money is also part of treasures. Money. People treasure money. And number three, material things. But then, we've talked about the business of the kingdom. What's the business of the kingdom? What's the business of the kingdom? What is the business of the kingdom? Expressing the will of God in the earth. Expanding. The culture of heaven in the earth. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. Now, what is kingdom? What is a kingdom business? 
A business that what? That is intentionally engineered, what? Designed to express the nature, the character, the attributes of God. Now, in economics, one of the things that we see through all the Bible is that God wants profit. And so if we're going to understand profit, we need to look a little bit at economics and all of that. In economics, they taught us, if you remember, that there were factors of production, true or true. Do you think God is productive or not? Do you think God is big on production or not? Because in the parable, was it concerned about production? What did you do with what I gave you, right? The parable of seed... The sower and the seed. Was it concerned about production or not? Talk to me, guys. The parable of uh, the wheat and the tears. Is it concerned about production or not? Give me more parables. The parable of the lost coin. Was that an accounting thing or not? Lost sheep. Accounting thing or not? Lost boy. Accounting thing or not? Productivity. Look at somebody say spirituality is not an excuse for lack of productivity. You know, not much is happening in my life right now, but I pray 10 hours a day. I also pray that your prayer will produce something. Did you observe that Christ, look through the Bible, I'm not saying you don't do prayer meetings, of course you know we do prayer meetings. But look through the Christ, look through the walk of, of the Christ and tell me how many public prayer meetings did Jesus host? <laughs> Jesus did the business of prayer in the secret and downloaded the results and the returns of prayer in the public conversation feeding the hungry healing the sick encouraging teaching and sharing Jesus taught pray in your closet you are too quiet you're soaking <laughs> The way Fidel has been these last three Sundays. No, but you, you gotta think about it. Because Jesus is not just our sacrifice, it's our example. So you must emphasize what he emphasized. Oh, come on, talk to me, guys. So Jesus was about his father's business, he engaged the factors in production. How did this Jesus? generate resource or wealth if i don't answer that in five to seven minutes please remind me so i can get to it so god is big on production and they say to us that in production for those of you who studied um economics right you'll be familiar with adam smith anybody remember that where are the economists i'm talking about the magazine anybody know david ricardo david ricardo Karl marx you can't be saying I'm a king in nations and generational system and then when they are saying, do you know Karl Marx? Say, what kind of gun is that? <laughs> so, four major factors of production. Four major factors of production. Number one is land. 
This is the reason when kingdoms are being conquered, when territories are being taken, what is the major thing people are fighting for? The bandits and the herdsmen, what are they really fighting for? It's a factor for production because the person who owns the land determines what grows on it. Thank you, Lone Clapper. Thank you. Everybody, please help me support and encourage that sister. What's your name? What's your name? Simi. Ah! Who then, Timmy Lane? She is like, sort of like, supporting. That's what Timmy Lane is like. Go, Pastor. Go, go, go. Come on, everybody. Everybody, help me. It's the land. This is the reason, watch this. Don't forget what I said. God is colonizing the men who will colonize the earth. God is cultivating the men who will cultivate the earth. So Paul says you are God's what? Field. You are God's land. A sword went to sow seed. He said that land is man's what? Heart. As he thinks in his heart, so is he. The quality of the fruits is connected to the state of the soil the seed was sown into. You see this now. Land, fact of production. This is the reason David's men, they fought for land. One man stood in the land that was filled with beans. Ewa James A. Even though there was no King James A. Bible. Stood in that land. Defended that land. Because he knew that the fact that beans is growing here today does not mean cocoa won't grow here tomorrow. Can I just tell somebody the enemy is fighting your heart, fighting your land, fighting your territory. Not just because of what's growing in there right now, but what he can plant in that heart to choke out whatever God has already planted in times past. Please help me get out of your seat and go to three people. Say protect your factor of production. How do I know land is a factor of production? The heart. The heart of man is the land of God. God buys the land. That's why it says the kingdom is like a man who sees land. He finds treasure there. He binds it, buys it. Where does God put our treasures? In earthen vessels. In the heart. The body is the earthen vessel. But the treasure is in the heart. Where a man's treasure is, where will, what will happen? Heart. There's a heart treasure connection. Guard your heart. Remove heart. Land. Protect your land with all diligence. For out of your land will come the cash crops you can export. You know, the reason I'm really taking my time is I say a lot of things. And people just think it's just rhyme and uh, revelation. So if I just say this one, ah, pastor, me bad. It's not enough. You have to be good. Congregation, make good. Do you understand what I'm saying? Get the metaphor. Get the metaphor. So when we talk about don't be bitter, don't be... When you're bitter, you are increasing the acidity of your land. So when seeds are there, they will die. It's a land thing. It's a fact of production. Guard your heart with all diligence, your factor of production, for out of it proceeds the issues of life. 
take responsibility. That's why I said he that controls the spirit is greater than he that conquers a city. You've not seen that in Proverbs? In other words, controlling your land, the land that is your own. Hmm? And this land is not like you now go and put gate on your house. That's why I don't love anybody. They broke into my land. By the way, a land that has not been broken is a useless land. Cultivation starts with breaking the land. God don't trust nobody who's not been broken. Jacob, I gotta break your hip. Moses, you gotta leave all of that Egyptian wealth. Joseph, this is your big mouth. I tell everybody all your dreams and all of that. You need 13 years to cool off. Calm down. There's too much of you in you that will stop the you you were made to be. Number two, labor. Labor. I'll pick it up from, from here next week. But labor is a factor of production. Entrepreneurship Fact of production, number four, capital. Fact of production. Someone can help me on the keyboard and give me the soft tone, it makes me know that I stay home. <laughs> I know that for you that just came for second service, I sort of like, I'm leaving you like hanging. Won't <laughs> We'll pick it up next week, right? But labor, <laughs> I'll teach you next week. But labor, <laughs> Labor without the right capital will bring frustration. That's why I said the labor of the fool, it wearies them. So you're deploying all this energy, but there is no wisdom that is profitable to direct. Oh, how I wish everybody would see the beauty and the goodness of God. The kindness of God. So fear not. Look at what it says in Luke. Luke gives us a lot of perspective about the kingdom. Possibly more than the other gospels. Matthew gives us the calendar. Jesus' money. Yeah, that's Thank you for that. Just to remind me of different thoughts. No. I actually have like 100 thoughts every second. Not maybe, I don't know. So I'm always filtering, filtering. Let me tell you guys, so should I confess something to you? Something good or bad happened because of the week. I didn't realize. You know, uh, what's it called? Safari on the, on the browser. Do you know you can max it out? By opening tabs. I didn't know. Do you know how many tabs? Uh huh. Keep on coming. Two hundred. I was trying to open a Safari tab, and it wouldn't open. Error or something. Something's on the signal. Then I just saw you have reached the limit. Close any of the five hundred tabs. At that point, I knew I had a problem. 
<laughs> this is a problem. Because on my computer, it's about 80 to 90 on the computer. So I, I'm, I'm still trying, I try. Pray for me. Pray for me. So you see why, why I had to close because. <laughs> Anyway, look at what Luke says. Luke says, fear not, Jesus says in Luke, fear not, little flock. Why? It is the Father's good pleasure. Look at what it says. He says, do not be seized with alarm. That's what we started the service. Remember? When I was saying, if you're not afraid of me coming back, why are you afraid of Jesus coming back? He says, do not be seized with alarm. Or struck with fear, little flock. In other words, in this age, the church will never be the majority. Stop running a show, Jesus then put. You know, because some people they understand a bit of the kingdom, then they move into dominionism. Thinking that believers will run the show from now that you have to be the CEO, CFO, CIO, CEO, oh, 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 oh. No, they'll just be witnesses. In as high places as possible, but you will be a little flock in this age until the millennial reign of Christ, where the earth will be filled with the knowledge of the Lord as waters cover the sea. So, why should you be faithful now? Because the people who are faithful in this age now are going to be the governors, the rulers, the directors, because they get it. I'll show you from the Bible. They get it. Where was Jesus' morning for? Let's answer that one. Luke chapter 8 very quickly. Luke chapter 8 real quick. Somebody say, I'm getting it. I want to say it louder. Say it loud. Now it came to pass afterward that he went through every city and village preaching and bringing the fear-inducing message of the kingdom. The paralyzing, the hypnotizing, the glad tidings. Hey guys, what's up? My father has a kingdom and I'm recruiting people into it. You want to join? It's a kingdom like a man who casts his net wide and it brings all kinds of fish. Catch all kinds of fish and trust him to sort them out later. That line from the chosen very powerful every city somebody say every city must hear it say every village must hear it kings do you know where we're going we're going to translate our messages into africans into fulani into Igbo, into yoruba every city must hear it i had a, a very good privilege of being with dr charles stanley some of you might know him one of the greatest most respected pastors he's pastor for over 50 years has a global pastors of church in Atlanta, but then he has a global footprint of his personal ministry. He publishes his books and all of that. And when I was serving this big, big ministry facility, huge ministry facility, they had a device that they were shipping into many parts of Africa that could translate his messages and the Bible into, I think, over 20 or 30 or so languages. Many of them were very rare languages. Because when you think kingdom, you're not thinking, let me protect my ushering department. Let me be the king of my children's church. 
I am the custodian of the mic for prayer meeting. Did Jesus drag the scroll with anybody in the synagogue? Glad times of the kingdom of God and the twelve were with him. Next verse. And certain women. Someone say women. All the women in the house, can you celebrate God for calling you and choosing you? Not all women, but certain women who had been impacted by his ministry, healed of evil spirits and infirmities, Mary called Magdalene, out of whom had come seven demons. I taught you some weeks ago about uh, uh, where many, you remember? So demons, it turns in your heart, there's room. Somebody say there's room. Say, my heart is too close. You don't understand how deep your heart is. The devil understands how deep your heart is. That's why it keeps throwing thoughts inside your heart. He knows it's very deep. It can take more. Say your heart can take more. Out of that heart, seven demons. And Joanna, the, the wife of Chusa. That was not what made God choose her. But... Joanna, the wife of Chusa, Herod's steward, and Susanna, and many others. What did they do? Why did they do? What is substance? Bar, funds, resources. So as Jesus was facing the father's business, who was funding his ministry? God used women. And why did God intentionally go through women? Because women were not given a front face in Bible times. So God said, we won't use people you are not thinking about. When you're involved in kingdom business. Problem is that you are running your own business and you're hoping God will come and support you. Instead of asking God, God, what's your template for this hair making business, this, this makeup business, this yeast and bread, a gigi bread business? This koga business? This tutorial business? E-lesson, e-learning, app download. What's the plan? Is it it? Is it it for now? It says people that traveled from their own, this one actually tells us, said from their own personal finances also traveled with him. Which, I, I don't have enough time, but, but, but look at this. Who managed Kate? One of the partners, what was she managing? What was she managing? She whole lamb. Next week, I was going to deal with that today. I was going to deal with the tax issues. There are two taxes in the Bible. I was hoping to deal with that today. I'll deal with it next week. She had it. Now, whose household was she managing? Who tried to kill Jesus again? God will use the generational wealth of those who try to crush you to support you. I could preach that, but I'm not preaching this morning. I want somebody's mind to embrace it. This is what lets you know that nothing is against you.
God's recruiting into his kingdom. God is recruiting into his kingdom. And every one of our growth phases in this house is a step in God's kingdom. Evangelism is recruitment into that kingdom. But how many of you know that the fact that you got a job with a bank does not mean you'll be deployed to a branch immediately? Do you have to go to training school or not? It's amazing. How many people go to training school in the military, NDA, NMS? Go to military school for CBN, FIBN, CIPM, whatever. Go to training school, but when it comes to kingdom, they think they know it. Meanwhile, what they know is that people are still gazing into the sky, waiting. You need to relearn everything. And the relearn is not just to go through master life and all of that. We will know when you have learned it. It's not the fact that you submitted all your assignments that tell us that you know it. By their fruits shall not, not by their scores. The fruit of your lips will tell me. The fruit of your body will tell me. The fruit of your attitude will tell me. Evangelism is that call. So after you get that call, boarding house, you go to school, is there something called orientation or not? Love, in love with kings is orientation. For he that must fight with God must have the right bearing. He must, must be a part of the army of God, otherwise you will kill your commander. Or kill your colonel or your fellow soldier. Because your orientation is wrong, it's judgment. Is the law, is legalism, is self-righteousness. So love is the orientation that you may feel with the fullness of God. And after you have orientation, there is now training. That is master life, discipleship. Missionary map is deployment. Deployed. And King's course is endless sacrificial leadership. For you know the leaders of the Gentiles, that the Lord is amongst their subjects, but shall not be so amongst you. But he that must be the greatest, dude is going to carry everybody. He's going to carry so much weight. That's greatness. Is anybody ready to press deeper in the kingdom of God? Anybody ready? Anybody ready? I have another one hour to preach as an content. Can't I know they finish? Can't. But let's pray. Somebody, can you see clearer now? Let me show you something. That there is as you pray. We'll pray. But let me show you. Matthew 19, verse 28. Stand now. Ah, uh, so on is it. Matthew 19, 28. Matthew 19, 28. Can you read this? We'll read it in the stretch, then we'll go to TPT. So Jesus said to them, who was he speaking? To? Disciples. Someone said them. <laughs> oh, Juro. Matthew 28 verse 19. Or 19 verse 20, sorry. So Jesus said to them, Assuredly, I say to you that in what? Is there anybody in URP, Urban Original no Plan, or who studied that? Estate management, civil engineering, architecture, interior decoration, you know when they are changing the landscape of a place, doing a facelift to the building and the territory, what is it called? What is it called? Renovation is when you're dealing with a small building. If it's territorial, what is it called? 
Regeneration. That's what it's called. So regeneration, don't forget what I told you. God is colonizing the men who will do what? Colonize the earth. So the first regeneration is by the Holy Spirit at work in you. This regeneration is by the Spirit of God working out of you. This is the reason you cannot leave anything worse than you met it. The regeneration within must elevate the value of everything and everyone who comes under the governing influence of your spirit. Do you hear this? That's why in Isaiah says, shall be called the rebuilder of broken places. That is not a metaphor. It is going to happen like in your eyes in the regeneration, in the millennial reign of Jesus. It's going to happen. Folks who supervise projects. You know, people think it's just one spiritual thing. I'm anointed. Really? Which yoke have you broken? Because the anointing on doors, I mean, on doors, yokes. The proof of your anointing is not the size of your goosebumps. Which burden is removed because you enter the place? Which yoke is broken because you were there? Are we still teaching you when you ought to be teaching? Oh yeah, we'll teach you. Until one day you are saturated. By the way, when it says the yoke will be destroyed because of the anointing, he's not talking about oil on your head. In the original words, shaman. In other words, the oil is going to have such a free cost in your internal environment that you will grow too fat for the yoke to stay. Your internal growth will force the limits out. Boom! Just like a baby coming out with its crown from the mother's head. The baby grows to a point that whether the mother likes it or yes, I'm coming out. I have many preach points, but I don't want you guys to get excited and miss the sobriety. By the way, if you are not studying more in this season, you are not making the most of this. This is issue. She makes it, I trust Peter, I'm so, but this thing is saying, let me go and check whether it's true. He said, I say to you that in the regeneration, when there's going to be a global repair of the earth, no more pain, I'll wipe their tears from their eyes. He said, the lion and the lamb, they will sit together. He said, if a man dies at 100, he will be called a child. When the son of man sits on the throne of his glory, you, tell me, shall you who have followed me will also sit on 12 thrones. What will you do? This gives us an inkling, your reward to be connected to the place you served in this age. So if God called you to Africa and you jack back to Singapore, of accounting you have a lot to say or maybe have not much someone say handkerchief they're not going to judge Nigerians they will judge the tribes of Israel where they were called where they served <laughs> you get it? if you can find a medium look for the one that says very very I say to you that men shall come from the north east west and south and sit with Abraham and Isaac and Jacob in their thrones I want someone to find it find a media it's in Matthew's word does this make your walk with God more real oh Luke 13 sorry 
and they shall come. Can you go to verse, verse uh, uh, 28? God bless media this morning. I've not had many this morning. I've blessed. Go to the verse before this. Verse before this. What's going on? <laughs> they shall be weeping a nation of teeth. You know, a lot of people think uh, when the Bible says weeping a nation of teeth, they just think about hell. Hell. Yay. Hell. Weeping. <laughs> If people know how thick that uh, hellfire is, there will be no teeth to gnash, to melt in the morning. As in that's inferno, that's lake. You know, lake is firm from hell. She all hates and uh, go and study. Then let's talk. Because <laughs> I know that these things. You know, I, I, mean, I, was, I was looking at Fidel because he was asking me a lot of questions. So I said to him, I said, there are reasons these days I don't argue there's a reason I don't argue. If I'm arguing with you that I really like you or I feel obligated and I think I can understand now, except you are a total dunce, you cannot be opening 500 tabs and not have a reach. Doesn't mean you can be wrong. You can be wrong. But you can't study that much and not have a broad perspective and know where many things sit that may unsettle many people. And I'm not trying to be proud of, uh, what's the word, arrogant. I'm trying to let you know that you are that important to me for me to investigate deeply and widely. Are you hearing what I'm saying? There will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. When you see Abraham and Isaac, ain't nobody going to be seeing folks from hell. I'm not saying we're not going to hell, but I'm saying in this call, you know, enters weeping and ashen of teeth. They're weeping and ashen. You don't know that in, in the world to come, at the judgment seat, people will cry and say, God told me about this thing, but I didn't let it go. When you see Abraham and Isaac and Jacob and all the prophets in the kingdom of God and you yourselves thrust out, help me, verse 29, they will come, so this is not just an Israel thing. They will come from the east. They will come from the west. They will come from the north and from the south. And where will they sit? You said they will fly there or the rapture there. Someone says, Yeah. We've heard a lot today. Let's pray. We've heard a lot today. Let's pray. What are you praying about? What's the strongest thing on your heart right now? What's the strongest thing on your heart? Kingdom business. Kingdom business. Ola kazuva kabali, sumrhata gadish. Ubrataza vozia kata telebundi suvrala badega ila zogadaba. You will be shocked at how often Paul, when you read the book of Acts how the Paul was demonstrating the kingdom and teaching them about the kingdom. If you can't articulate yourself in English or your mother tongue, you can pray in other tongues. 
Letorada Kuvelian, those Prohas Kalabadojas. Londo Kori Gadovra, Sina Kograda Hata. Fear not, little flock. It's the Father's good pleasure. It's the Father's good pleasure. It's the Father's good pleasure. spaces, domains, regions of influence. There are many mansions. If if it were not so, my father's dynasty, there are many rooms. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. This is the reason Paul speaks about works. He He said every man's works will be tested. Understand that the reason for a test is because a promotion is in view. The reason your works will be tested is God wants to promote you. That's the reason. God doesn't set the test to shame you. He wants to promote you. And you don't get to choose the questions. You don't get to choose the questions. That will be you testing yourself. There are two dimensions. There's the examining of yourself. Peter says examine yourselves but there's also the testing of the Lord there are two things examining yourself is when you go online download past questions you have answers you have references you test yourself you know but every now and again God is going to throw something in, in your direction because of what he has in mind how I wish kings would pray with greater understanding Jesus knew it was not common knowledge. That's why he said that their hearts are wax gross. They cannot understand it. Pray as you go home today. And when you go home, you can also teach a little bit. You will get one of two reactions. Some people will be very curious to say, eh, why are you hearing all those things? But some people will be very confused and afraid. They say, ah, don't let them teach you nonsense. But if you find a verse that does not drive home the points I've made today, let's look at it together and discuss it. What makes it great? What makes it great is not just that God is taking men to his own abode. What makes it great is that God is coming to make his abode amongst men. says the tabernacle of God is amongst men. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Please go real quick to uh, Revelation 21 verse 3. If you want to know how it starts, Genesis. How it ends, Revelation. How does it start? Heaven and earth, focus immediately moves to the earth. How does Revelation start? Earth, a quick trip to heaven, manifests to heaven. Where does it end? On earth. And I heard a loud voice from heaven. 
behold the tabernacle the dwelling place of God Kayabasha is with men he didn't say and they will dwell with him he said he oh come on people he will dwell with them and they shall be some of you are not seeing this can I ask you a question who's your biggest mentor biggest mentor you're not mentioning my name there's an issue with that I have no problem who's your biggest I've put you on high tension Apart from me. Your dad. Okay, let's let me say who on the maybe international or global scene, yeah, do you admire like greatly? Different things. Okay. Who wants to who wants to volunteer? Just say something. Pardon? Bishop Jakes, Bishop T D Jakes. I was going to do his voice, but don't let me do it. All right. So Bishop Jakes, all of a sudden, Jason Bonner, I'm sorry, Mazi. Somehow somebody, uh, and, and by the way, this thing's going to happen like this. Like this. Somebody who's very close to Bishop Jakes, very, very close, got one of my broadcasts, one of my messages. And then the person sent it across the world without my name on it. No, it's not a problem. Every man's work should be tested. Science as persecution is not that deep. Every man's work should be tested. The reason you remove somebody's name, that thing will be tested. Because the Lord weighs the hearts. Didn't you get? God weighs the thoughts. Thoughts. Anyway, so what I'm saying is it can happen. So they stumble, somebody from his office or community or uh, potter's house, stumble on your ministration. Because, wow! Who's this man, man? This guy's good. Anyway, they call you and say, come to Dallas and you're going to Bishop's Villa. Right? How you gonna feel? Come, come, come. How you gonna feel? How you feel? I will feel excited. Feel excited. So elated. So elated. I'm not saying tell us the official answer. I'm saying like really, how would you really feel? Nervous. A little nervous, but is this question? Is it a hard saying? <laughs> you see, you see, I'm making me laugh. I'm telling you. Yeah, you know reason I'm making me laugh. You're saying you're, you're talking as if there's something you think I want to hear. I just want to hear how you feel. That's all. Well, I would feel nervous. And the next thing is just deliver. So next is deliver what he has. No problem. That's if you're invited to the temple, right? His temple, to the potter's house. 
and you minister. What an honor. What a privilege, right? Will you share the flyers and the posters? You will, you will share it. So evangelism is doing sponsored posts on the fact that the king has invited you. The problem is you think is to go and tell people they are going to hell. That's the problem. Nobody wants to go and tell somebody you are going to hell. Because the person that is going to tell somebody you are going to hell is not even sure whether his own hell is sure or not. <laughs> so that's one level. Minister in the temple, it's a level. Bishop Jake says, wow, this guy, you're good. I need to introduce to Kevin Bond. Or Ricky Smiley, or uh, Smokey Norfolk, or this is a Quincy Jones. Say so you, you need to come to my house. Will the excitement go to another level? It will escalate. Prepare. Escalate, and you will prepare. You will prepare to go there. Watch this. I'm, I'm trying to paint something for you. Now imagine that the tides are turned. This time, it is not you going to Potter's house or going to Bishop's court. It is Bishop Jake saying he's coming. Like he's coming to Nigeria. Not coming to Nigeria, he's coming to your house. Wow. And we are rich. Can I ask you a question? Will you first of all go wild a little bit? Bishop is coming to Nigeria and of all the big ministries, churches, all of that, he says, I'm coming to Falashade's house. Can you keep calm? So why are you calm about the return of Jesus? Why are you suspect about the return of Jesus? Is he a Boko Haram person? Will you be indifferent or will you prepare? Will you sweep your house or not? Will you paint the walls or not? Will you spray some smell nice or not? Will you fill the potholes in front of your house or not? Because the bride has to prepare herself for the bridegroom. When the bridegroom is coming, the bride's got to go through cleansing, sanctification, purification. You got to smell nice. Come on, somebody. I know how my wife is when she's going for an event. She's got to get her makeup artist. She's got to get her hair done because of where she is going. Jesus said, I'm preparing a place for you. Now you prepare your lives, the world for me. This voice did not come from the earth. So it's not somebody with faulty doctrine. The voice came from heaven. He said, this is how it ends. The tabernacle of God is amongst men. Imagine walking with Jesus by streams, rubbing the head of a lion, and it's not biting you. Are you hearing what I'm saying? You come on a flying saucer where you come from, Jerusalem, on royal assignment. Is this not fantastic? Because it sounds like a fantasy. 
this is what the Bible teaches. The Bible doesn't teach that you escape into a cloud somewhere, wear white garments and harps, and be tiptoeing on clouds every 200 years. He will dwell with them. So it's one level to work for Bishop Jakes, another level to go to his house. It's a totally different level when it says, I'm coming to your house. And when it comes to your house, his presence alone will upgrade. Do you know when Mark Zuckerberg came to, where's that place at? Yaba. Creative Hub? Uh, Co-creation. Co Co-creation Hub. CC Hub. Do you know the Mark Zuckerberg coming into that place automatically elevated the status of CC Hub. They got more mentions in a few hours than they had in years. They got more venture capitalists looking into what they were doing. We are not escaping, we are preparing, we're occupying, we're getting ready. <laughs> so when we wake up early, even when we slept by 3 a.m. on Sunday, we are not mad. When we preach three, four, five hours a Sunday after a busy week, I'm not insane. We're occupying, we're preparing. Who's occupying with us? Pray one more minute. Pray one more minute. Pray one more minute. It's going to be a marriage of heaven and earth. That's why the song we sang was so powerful. Thank you, Jason. Something's moving. Something is changing. Something is moving. Something is changing. It's heaven on earth. 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 Courts. Shabbat heaven on earth. It's heaven on earth. I will be ready when he comes. A lot of people feel like Jesus is doing no joy. I wants to catch you unawares. No, he wants to catch you ready. That's why I said, but sober, but vigilance. In other words, everybody will sleep. You know the, par the parable of the five virgins and the five wise, five foolish virgins? Do you know everybody slept? Everybody slept. Everybody will sleep. Everybody will make a mistake. Everybody will trip over. Everybody will fall. The righteous man falls seven times. But the difference is extra. That's the only difference. Everybody slept. All the ten virgins. And all of them were virgins, which speaks about purity of heart and motive and intention. But oil, extra extra now those people were not invited to become a part of the inner circle they were locked out of a dimension of glory pray somebody next week we'll go deeper kingdom business Christ is my capital shalabasi brothers I reorganize my life. I rearrange my life. I reposition my life. Christ will not meet, meet me be, uh, lazy. He will meet me trading, engaging, equipping, resourcing, supporting. Discipling. Empowering. As we immerse ourselves in this reality, you will be shocked at how productive you will become 
meaningfully productive. Not out of competition or pressure, but out of a burning heart, blazing with the goodness and the grace of God. So the tabernacle of God is with men, it's among men. He's not just going to visit, he will dwell now. He will stay there now. Glory. He said the sun will never set, he will be their sun. Light, illumination. As I was driving down this morning, I saw the full sunrise. Damn it, did you notice that? It was so blinding. Sunshine, boom. The glory of God. The sun is not the glory of God, but it can symbolize, emblemize. Thank you, Father. We will not miss it. We will not be distracted. We will not be distracted. We will not be distracted. We'll focus on you. Focus on your kingdom. Focus on what you've called us to do. We give you praise, Jesus. If there's anyone right here who has not received the life of Jesus, God wants you to be a part of his kingdom. God wants you to be a part of what he's doing in the earth. If you're here this morning and you have not received the life of Jesus, wherever you are, please can you place your hand on your chest right now and just ask God to reveal himself to you. Reveal yourself to me. I want to know you. I want to know the power of your resurrection. I want to know the fullness of what you prepared for me. I want to know. I want to know. I want to know. I want to know. Thank you, Father, for a harvest of souls in grace. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name we have prayed. If God spoke to you today, I wanted to please put your hands together and celebrate him. is rising on an emerging generation of kings. To join this growing community of kings, visit www.kingdomcentral.org and send your full name and email address to 0908-123-4566. One more thing, someone you know needs this. Kindly share this now.